Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Mind Surfer Radio. Sheba, say hi. Excellent. So today we're going to talk. What's that, Sheba? Yeah, Sheba's going to be our guest, but not for long. You're done, right, Sheba? Okay. So today we're going to talk about. Fuck, we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about how easy it is to blame people. You know who people are? Other people. And people in the mirror. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm wanting him to change his ways. If you haven't listened to Man in the Mirror with the lyrics on YouTube by Michael Jackson, you should do it. Pause it. Listen. Read it. There's a lot of information by intelligent people in plain sight. They didn't put words together to just make them look pretty. They're actually fucking smart people. If you listen to Coolio, see you when you get there from the Nothing to Lose soundtrack from the late 90s, listen to it on YouTube with the lyrics. Read it. And don't tell me you can be like, holy fuck. Now, there's going to be two people here. There's going to be like, Whatever, it's just a bunch of words. And you're right, you are absolutely correct, my friend. It is just words. And now there's gonna be other people who've had near-death experiences or some plant medicine like or traumatic event in their life that caused them to have this realization where it's like, holy shit, the whole world is more than just me. I'm everyone and everyone's me. Now the hard part is putting boundaries up, limitations, stopping people because you're like, well, fuck, I love these people, but their ways of doing things isn't always conducive to being helpful to other people. So to recognize this is gonna be really hard, especially if you've started to recognize your shift in life, your change, you're emerging from the cocoon of life ready to step off the ledge of a broken shell of paper to leap and flutter that's right I've never seen a butterfly soar I've seen them flutter and they look like pieces of paper caught in a wind twister just going all over the place very much like being a human now once you recognize that you can fly and once you recognize that that the vibrations in your Thoughts can help you change figuratively and literal of fuckingly. You start implementing that. See, for a long time, when you recognize the truth of the universe, you're just kind of like, oh my God, this is cool. And then you meet other people and you're like, wait, have you seen this? Like, really? See, that's the hard part is when you don't know. When you meet someone who's had a near-death experience and you're like, oh, so how was your experience? What did you get out of it? And then you hear their story and you're like, oh my God. Right? Me too. And then this, and they're like, yeah, I've never shared that with anyone before. When you start uniting with people who've had the same experiences, who are going through the same struggles, you're going to be able to recognize and appreciate not just them, but you're going to start seeing yourself in them. And because you appreciate them, you're going to start appreciating yourself. The problem is we get stuck in these environments that... Again, this whole episode isn't about blame. If you're taking offense to the blame, you need to hear season one episodes before getting into season two. Because it's about really understanding what you've been through. And I'm not going to waste my time because in season one was really just talking about hard shit. I'm sharing my stories just to give you a fucking idea what the fuck I've been through. Like you're not going to meet many people with the perspectives I fucking have. I will go toe to toe in any position I need to do. Of course, unless it involves some fucking skill that takes 30 years to master. But I bet you I'll still be somewhat better than the average person. I don't know. I feel confident in myself. And I've been having an issue about is it ego or is it self-confidence? If I know I can do something and then I achieve it, is that having an ego or is that just self-confidence? Deserved self-confidence. If I do that 20 times in a row and other people begin to resent it because they're not able to, does that now mean I have an ego or is it them imposing an ego on me because they don't like the idea that someone else is achieving something beyond their capabilities or even worse, their laziness. They just don't want to. It's like, I'm, I don't want to. I've achieved X amount of money and now the rest of my life is for fun. It's my right. It's my God-given right to do so. And 
Fuck everyone else. You were born to parents who died and you bounced around from foster home to foster home? That's not my fucking problem. Get a fucking job. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, young man, because then you'll understand the value of every dollar you get. Just like I did when my family gave me a billion dollars. Like you really think people who that is their life experience, just being given shit tons of money. Here's $25 million, here's $100 million. Oh no, you're exactly at the same start of the race line as everyone else. Oh yes you are, old child of mine. Now the problem comes, all of a sudden the kids get all this money and then they're like, yeah, I believe everything I've been told. And the ego definitely comes in because, you know, they can't judge what people are doing around them. They're told that's what they need to do. So is it their fault? It's so easy to look at anyone who's made a lot of money or fortunate for them if it's given to them. Who are we to judge for that? Everyone wants to give a little more than they received from their parents. Now, let's be clear. We all know that there's some sums that are completely delusional and they make no sense. But it is what it is. And that's the topic for another time. That's not what this is about. We're so quick and easy to judge and point fingers like, oh, it's that rich person or that rich person. First off, most times I fucking hear or read, I guess, because everything's fucking online now. It's the wrong people being identified. Now, is it important to have people identified? I think so. Isn't accountability good? Isn't it necessary? Would computers be able to bring accountability to human behavior? What if instead of movies like The Terminator, AI learns to connect to the human wavelength and connection and they teach us and help us see the equity in the world and how we don't all need everything and how when we understand our emotions, emotions just drive us to do things we really don't need. Now, if you don't know this yet or you don't see it yet, it's all good. I didn't see it. Many people didn't see it. If you do see what I'm saying and you're like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to talk about. Who do we talk to about it? And the reality is, this is the first time in our history we have this. And as a collective with the internet and with everything we have, we're going to be able to do that and talk about it. Because we're starting to recognize in the world, most places are pretty much exactly the same, except sometimes some places wear different clothes or some places have different spices. But who are we fucking kidding? We're all just trading different cultures. Now here's the funny part. It's like people are offended that people wear other people's cultures clothes. And I'm just going to say those people who get offended by that, you are creating a world where we're all going to have to wear the same one piece denim military outfit is because you guys need that feeling. And if you're offended by this, cause I've already lost one friend because I speak like this and I'm like, whatever, I get it. I offend people with what I say. Well, go fuck yourself, right? You want to be offended, but get your fucking ego out of your fucking ass. Go find a way to grow beyond your ego. Learn that your ego is necessary. Consider it an invisible friend. He's always there for you anyways. Don't let it be the thing that imitates the voice of the people that drive you nuts the most. And don't let them be imitating that shit in your ear and saying all the shit you know they've said. They can deny it all they want. Deny, I never said that. Oh, you're just misinterpreting. Oh, you can't take a joke. You're so sensitive. I talk about this in other podcasts. If you tell jokes 100% of the time, insulting people and being sarcastic, you're just being an asshole. See the way humor, sarcasm and jokes work. You need to say the truth 80 or 90% of the time. That's how you get a joke and sarcasm to have the best impact. If all you do ever is mock ridicule and are sarcastic to people, you need to take a look in the mirror and be like, holy shit, I've never said a nice thing to any of these people. I've always made a joke. I've always insulted them. And even though you know, wow, I didn't mean to, I didn't know what else to say. It's awkward meeting new people. It's awkward and it is. So this isn't blaming the people who've acted like that. And I know I've done it. And I know many people who've done it. It's been done to me a fuck ton. And it's like, okay, all right. I'm too sensitive. I get it. Like if you catch yourself saying that to anyone in your family, you need to take a fucking serious look in the mirror and ask yourself, how often have I been nasty, sharp tongued, 
sarcastic, silly, just being funny, and they're just too sensitive. And if those words relate to you, hey man, that's, sorry, red pill, you just took the red pill, it was a trap, now you know. And you can't just turn it off. You can't just say, well, what if that wasn't me? Because now from now on, whenever you feel the words to say you're too sensitive to people, you're gonna fucking think of my fucking ugly face, and you're gonna be like, too sensitive? <sighs> Fuck. The fuck that mind surfer fuck fucktard do? The fuck's he doing? Fucking playing Jedi mind tricks because now I fucking think of that motherfucker? Fuck that shit. He is fucking sensitive. Maybe he should fucking quit being such a fucking bitch. And that anger, which is happening in their head and not mine, just festers and festers. And all that energy and time is just being wasted. And the space that's being given to that thought is absolutely... <sighs> wasted and that's an opportunity to have taken that moment to take an idea that seems far-fetched and to let it blossom and grow when you start thinking of me now when someone says you're too sensitive you're going to be able to just stop and say okay wait 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 okay let's pretend i already know the outcome because if i react this way i know they're going to react this way it's happened for a hundred thousand times it's their fault okay cool it's their fault now, what if instead of you initiating it the exact same way the 100,000 times, you shift the way you do it and you go in with a positive compliment. You go in with a recognition of a small task done well. Now, don't be fucking condescending. Like, don't be a fucking... Don't, you can't do this half-ass. It has to be from the heart. So you have to think of like when you first met your wife or your husband, that person you fell in love with, that feeling of love. And I hope you had it. I've had it. I've been lucky to have it a few times. But you know the first one, like the first one, it'll never get stronger than the first one after your heart's been just shattered by it. Cause you're like, oh my God. But then you look back and you're like, oh, thank God. You know, they got to do what they needed to do. I'm doing what I'm doing. So it's not about bringing up negative. It's about always being like, okay, yeah, it's good. It's always something good. There's always a lesson. There's always an appreciation, always. If you don't understand this or you're, if you have one block, if you have just one block and you're like, I can't find the appreciation in this, fucking just go to themindsurfers.com or the mind surfer.ca. I think I've got both. I don't know. I am international or something. TheMindSurfers.com or TheMindSurfer.ca. And there's a click on get through a block. And we just talk about it. And if it takes 10 minutes, it takes 10 minutes. And I'm doing something right now. I don't know how long I'm going to do this for. I don't know. But right now, I don't even know when this is going to air. But how about this? Whenever the date this airs, the coupon on this offer will be done. So for two months, for two months, I feel like it's too much, but whatever. For two months, I'm offering, we do the session. Give me a question. If it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, 90 minutes, and when we're done, if you are satisfied, you pay whatever you feel that was worth. I don't know. Maybe I'll make no money and just waste my time. Or maybe people will be like, you know what? I appreciate, I've been fucking stuck in my head for 15 years or 12 years or six months or nine years and I just haven't been able to get over this hurdle and you were able to help me get over it. I don't know, what's that worth to you? Because I know how much I've spent over the years and the amount of time I spent to try to figure out that like equation and that problem. And I'm not guaranteeing if I can't help, if I can't do something, then don't give me anything. Just be like, no, you suck, man. I'm like, cool, man. Like, sorry. Like, I can't promise shit. I'm not saying like, I'm going to work miracles on your brain. But I'm just going to ask questions. And sometimes we just need to talk about it. And at the end of the day, maybe you just fucking listen to this shit. And then you go talk to your counselor and you go, hey, counselor lady or counselor sir. All these times I've been visiting you, I feel like we haven't had the ability to establish a relationship in which we have a baseline start, a middle, and a wonderful goal. And beyond that goal, we're gonna go further, but this goal is when we break up. Because the hardest relationship in the world is to break up with your therapist. It's just so awkward. The best excuse is, uh, my benefits ran out because I get five sessions. Now five sessions is plenty if you have established a reason for going there. But if you're just going there and you don't have a clue what's up and the counselor's like, hey man, you just say what you want to say because I'm paid by the hour and I am not going to push you to go to another counselor because you know what? 
I need to pay the bills as well. As long as I can keep my calendar motherfucking full and I get all these free clients from these guaranteed paid employee family assistant programs, booyah, counselors are fucking going to work, ring-a-ding-ding, and then going home. Now, some of those people like that. But I'm telling you, you know how many counselors I know or psychologists who just get a fucking hard on to be able to actually help people? Works for a clip too, just saying. You know how many people they want to help, but you can't help someone who doesn't know how to help themselves. Again, not blame. We haven't been taught this. Now, part of the reason we haven't been taught this is because it wasn't our time in the evolution of humanity. Like we needed the internet for this to happen. I couldn't be doing what I'm doing at this moment if it wasn't for all the wonderful technologies I have right now. And at the end of the day, who wants to go waste their time talking to a counselor and it feels awkward and you're talking about shit you don't even know if it's relevant. And guess what? Sometimes it's not. You're just fucking airing laundry. It's like when we used to have to do confessions at fucking church. It's like we'd make shit up. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, you want us to feel bad? I haven't done anything bad. But no, everyone does something bad all the time. Go fuck yourself, you fucking manipulative, fucking sick mindfuckers. And some of you are child fuckers. Seriously. And you fuckers better be fucking stepping up. And you should be fucking... People who've done anything to children should have the opportunity to step up and own it. Or if they get caught later, it's triple the fucking sentence. But we gotta forgive a little bit because forgiveness doesn't mean not getting away with anything. It doesn't mean, you know, not paying, but I'm saying people need to step up and there's some fucking shitty people who've done some shitty shit to some fucking people and people blow it off. Oh, oh, that's just cause he's drunk. Oh, it's just cause that's just the way she is. No, no, let them believe that. No, no, it's okay. Live in the delusion. You're allowed to be fucked around and no one's gonna say anything to anyone. We're getting to a crossroad where we have to recognize this is true. You think children today are acting the way children acted in the 40s, 50s, and 60s? They can't. You know how many of you were fucking assholes? Anyone who's over 40 right now? You guys were fucking pricks, assholes, pieces of shit. You destroyed stuff. You broke property. You stole. You vandalized. No, you didn't. Okay, fine. You didn't? Well, good. Look at you. Perfect person. I didn't do anything wrong. I've never done anything wrong. Wow. Fuck. Really? So if you're telling me if you had a near-death experience right now and you had to see your reflection of your fucking life and how it affected other people without fucking putting blinders on anymore, it's the fucking truth. The veil comes off and you see it all. This is how your actions has fucked all these people. Or this is how all your actions have helped and made a difference and inspired. Because I know a lot of those people, a lot of my family are those people. That's what I love about my family. Between music, art, business, government, education, languages, futuristic engineering, first responders. I'm surrounded by fucking awesome, cool people. I love everything they do. They're so fucking cool. The only shitty part about growing up is that we don't get to spend time together anymore. And even fucking Facebook or Messenger, it just is, you know, it's five minutes here, two minutes there, and it's okay, it's just life. It's not to be like, oh, it's a pity party. And here's the deal, familio, if we haven't been talking before, I probably don't have the time to talk now because shit is going into high gear. And you had many opportunities to shoot the shit. And I tried, I tried with many people. Let's just fucking shoot the shit. And they don't want to. You know, you need to be more realistic. You need to focus on a life that makes more sense. You need to make more money. You need to do what makes you happy. The fuck does that mean? Okay, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm trying to talk about it, but because it doesn't make you happy, we can't talk about it. So I get it, it's cool. I'm not the only one. I'm just speaking on behalf of pretty much every fucking person I've ever met who is pursuing a fucking adventure or unknown reason for taking the weird risks they have and have began to believe in their wackiness, weirdness, awesomeness, strangeness, greatness, oneness, becoming part of a community that is bigger than just the people we make money with. What do you have against making money? Why do you always talk bad things against money? 
Yeah, I don't know. If that's all you get out of what I'm saying, uh, uh, I don't know, find a coloring book? Oh, maybe I'll release a coloring book. Because maybe you need to start simpler than with my words. Because my words are not getting through to any level other than what you don't like hearing. And that's okay. Everyone has the ability to choose how they want to see things. Because truthfully, if they were in that person's shoes with the exact same circumstances, with the same social status and the same look and everything, they may want to change their tune a bit. Well, that's impossible. Yes, I know it's impossible, but what if it was, what ifs aren't, this isn't about rainbow butts and strawberry ice cream pads. The fuck's a strawberry ice cream pad? Unicorn rainbow farts and lollipops and sangria. As I lost track on that tangent, I had a kind of out loud thinking that I'm so used to talking down at myself and jokingly cut myself down constantly because that's the only voice in my head for years is the voice of cutting myself down, cutting myself down, cutting myself down because it's just a joke. So you just got to keep remembering it's just a joke, just a joke. I caught myself. Hi, Shiba. Hi, Shiba. I caught myself and said, no, it was a good tangent. Why? Because maybe it's not perfect, but fuck. It had something in there. And when we go to edit it, maybe something can be put together. When I'm doing these podcasts, it's all done through stream flow of consciousness. I'm just giving her, I'm pacing back and forth, trying to share that it's not to blame anyone. It's not to say is because you did this that I'm like this. It's me recognizing fuck. That's just how they are and they don't have to change and they don't have to recognize how their actions affect others. And as you meet more and more and more people from other countries, you start recognizing shit, man, we're all the same. But the news media, the information we receive doesn't seem to be that way all the time. It seems like there's a lot of differences, a lot of anger and hatred and revolutions and everyone's mad. But Wherever I go, people seem pretty happy. People are usually just mad because the government's doing goofy things. Now, what would happen if AI all of a sudden became integrated into the government and they could no longer hide anything? Everything a government official did would be monitored just like, you know, a prisoner because they should be monitored because they're representing everything about us. They are the ones in place for us. We should know where they are every fucking second. Every dollar they're getting is from us. We're paying them. Right now they're treating us like goofballs. Now, of course I'm being facetious. I frankly don't give a shit because there's nothing I can do about it. And I don't want to do anything about it. But what I do want to do is allow people to do something for themselves. Because to be honest, you can't do anything in politics by whining and complaining unless you go do the work, pound the doors and get elected. That's the only way you can promote change. I guess you can also just go work for the government and stay there for 40 years and not learn anything from the real world and just live in this government bubble of awesomeness, which, hey, like, thank you for doing some of the work, but are you always doing what's in our best interest or is it really just about your best interest? I don't know, it's a bit of a rhetorical question. I don't know. Not judgment, just wondering. You're doing the best you can. I hope so. If someone's put in a position and then they find out, holy shit, I have to listen to these people and they're going to give me money. But if I don't accept it, something really bad is going to happen to me or my family. What would you do? I'm pretty sure most people would be like, well, they won't quit. I'm pretty sure most people won't quit because what if it was a handsome sum of money? Plus the status of the job is badass. Plus the pay is pretty good. Plus the benefits are amazing. Plus pension, chuch. Not to talk shit, it just is what it is. And so to point fingers at people like this, be like, it's them, it's their fault. Mind surfer said it is, look at that, he's trying to start something. What I'm saying is there's nothing you can do about it, so let them do what they're doing. And then you, on your behalf, what are you doing? What are you doing to make things better? Are you purchasing things from a store that only supplies stuff to a country that makes your items? Or do you buy stuff from local places so you're supporting the economy from within. Because if what you're saying is like, well, no, I just buy the cheapest thing because I can't afford anything else. Well, I'm sorry to say, then I guess the game's over. Because if you're not able to change the habit that needs to be changed, you give up, you're done. Like what's going to be the catalyst? 
this is where it always comes back to someone has a near-death experience and sees this, or they have a financial loss where they lose everything, or there's a natural disaster, a hurricane, a tornado, flooding, a mudslide, forest fire, poof, all gone. Family pictures, heirlooms, certificates, everything gone, gone, gone. Gone like a freight train, gone like yesterday. Now the people who've been through it, they're probably just kind of like, yep. Fuck, that happened. And then the people who haven't been through it, they're like, oh my God, I'm so offended that you would talk about people. Like, like you understand that you're offending people that uh, have been through a really hard time and you're making light of it. Now, the people who've been through hard times most likely would think, um, excuse me, Karen, shut the fuck up. We don't need you standing up for us. You're making us look bad. You don't know fucking your head from your ass because this needs to be talked about and he's doing it and he's doing it well, I might add. And this type of shit needs to just be talked about. And if you think stepping up and being a fucking keyboard warrior or a fucking Karen yelling at customers, a Karen yelling at employees often younger than them, like, yay, what kind of a fucking example are you? Way to go, grandma. Imagine someone videoed you and your family saw you. But if they're like you, they'll probably just laugh and be happy. I don't know, would they? It's up to you, you know the answer. Because when you speak to people who've been through really hard times and who've fucking faced death, looked it, reached it, touched it, crossed it, arrived to the other place and goes, what the fuck? Holy shit, I love it here. And you're like, can I stay? And they're like, no, not yet. You got more stuff to do. And you're like, okay. But this is where I get to come back to. And then you end up going back there multiple, multiple, multiple times. And then you go like, holy shit. This world is beautiful. It's amazing. And it's the way we're thinking and acting or not acting that's creating so much goofiness. It's not about blaming or hurting each other. It's just about like, hey, anytime you're thinking this person's too sensitive, it's their fault. They're acting like that because it's always their fault. People choose to act like that. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'll, it's true. That is true. But... Sometimes people walk into environments and it just, it is walking on eggshells because each one of those eggshells is a life experience that person had to fucking suffer through that the other person doesn't realize they did. And all of a sudden, all these eggshells are the results of the insults being whole eggs thrown at a kid or whoever that person is you're doing that to. And over the years, all these eggs dried and now they just, they laid out. And whenever you go near them, you're crunching on every fucking insult and assholery you did during that time. <sighs> yeah, it's hard to process. It sucks. It sucks to admit like, holy fuck, I'm an asshole. Now the good part is no one's an asshole forever once they see it. Like I said, you took the red pill. You're gonna think of me whenever you're about to call someone sensitive or overreacting. Maybe it's just time for you to realize, oh shit. And it's gonna hurt. It is, it's not easy, but that's the meeting with the counselor. Because once you reach that point where you're like, holy fuck, I was a dick, and you get the tears of humility, they're not tears of sadness, they're not tears of joy, they're tears of humility. It's owning up that you fucking did something shitty, the other person acknowledges it to you and even apologizes and says, I forgive you, even though you don't know why you fucking did it because you'll never own up to it. And then recognizing that you needed to do that so that person can learn their lesson and eventually so you could learn yours. Don't ask me to repeat that. And if you didn't understand it, put it on a loop, play it over and over. The tears of humility to me is the key to life. The tears of humility to me are the point of bridging towards the new chapter of your life. The tears of humility are being able to recognize, man, I've been judging everyone else. Every time I saw something, I would always somehow manage to get in there that I could do it better, someone else could do it better, but most importantly, they're not doing it right. And I'm gonna mock them, I'm gonna mock the way they look, their hair, their dress, their shoes, the size of the stuff they have, how overweight they are, how skinny they are, how tacky they look, how flamboyant they look, how bright their clothes is, because that's just who you are. And you're gonna get to the point where you recognize, holy shit, all I do is fucking judge people? And all of a sudden those eggshells, whenever you go around anyone who fucking feels like eggshells, you're gonna remind yourself that holy shit, all those eggshells are the ones I left 
before. Now the difference is if you're lucky, the person who the eggshells are around had a traumatic experience, overcame it, and they don't give a fuck about your eggshells anymore. And just because you feel bad now, they don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm over it. Like, it took me years. I had to get over it before you even admitted it, but whatever. Thanks for never admitting it. And then, you know, the old, well, I admit it now. Good. Good for you, but I don't care anymore. And that's okay. And the person who's offering the apology that's not being accepted, offering the apology, but not getting the satisfaction of giving credit for apologizing. Because again, that's the ego. If you say sorry and you expect a big dramatic response, ego, you still haven't figured it out. Because ego man, ego woman, because ego thing is on your back. It's on your mind. It's always there. It's that nagging voice or the cheering voice. Like some people have amazing cheering voices. I used to, oh my God, I had the fucking best internal dialogue when I was younger. The best. I was awesome. I was fucking awesome. But over the years, some realistic people put some realistic ideas in my mind and kept everything realistic. And then I realized, holy fuck. Like right now, my reality I live in is not the same as the reality of all my friends and family who live back home where I no longer reside. Well, sorry. You want to argue with me that I'm wrong? It's like, okay, but if you lived in my reality, you'd probably agree with me. Because many people who live around me are like, huh, yup, this is very strange. Like, it's just questioning. It's not fake, but it's definitely not exactly what we're being sold. I just lost half my viewers. He's down to 12, son of a bitch! Uh, note to the producer, make sure not to talk about that shit anymore. The team of one has a lot of voices in its head. Because one day, each of those voices will be hired by a person and I'll get to have a producer or maybe I'll be the producer. I don't know. I don't even know how that works. I should know how that works. But I definitely need an editor. Oh my God, I think I might have found one. I'm pretty excited about it. Having to edit all my episodes is such a burden and I'm so excited to get into the frame of mind where I've been dreaming of having employees for a while. I've written out my whole flowchart of management positions for everyone because that's what I dream to have one day. When I talk about this shit, I'm not joking. Most people to this day still think I'm joking whenever I tell them an idea. And it's like, whatever, like, I get it. Like the big joke with Mindsurfer Dude is, so I got an idea. Cause that's what I always say, I'm like, so I got an idea. It just is what it is. I like seeing stuff and then looking at it from a completely fucked up point of view because that's how I learned how to do shit at a young age and talk about a fucking cool skill to have. And I love that. And I thank my parents for that and my grandparents. When you watch your grandparents, like your granddads, taking apart shit from the street they find, a fan, a TV, a radio, I think those are the top three. And then they take it home, take it apart, and you're watching them, you're like, yeah! And then like, hold this, and you're like, yeah! You're so excited, and you throw the screw, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. The fuck did I put it? And you know, I can't believe the amount of patience my grandparents had for me. And I'm so grateful for that. I really, to have learned to grow, you know, in the summers on the farm, taking shit apart, getting to use their tools, digging holes, building forts in the trees, climbing hills, no mountains, but these steep hills, Babcock, baby. Actual place in Manitoba. There's the creek. Babcock Creek. There's artists living out there. There's the wheat fields. It's amazing. And when you get to have all these experiences put together and you start recognizing like, holy fuck, I was always in a good state of mind. Now that's me. When I'm saying I was spoiled with love, man, I was spoiled with love. Some people weren't and they weren't. And so to judge others who went through hardships is not fair. To forget how good your times were when you were young and to live in a negative state of mind now, that realization comes from having your moment of like, holy shit, I've been hurting others, they've been hurting me, this is why, and wait, my parents, because obviously it always comes back to the parents and it has to. They're the ones who've been around the longest. They did the pre-programming for the first 10, 15, 20 years, just the way it is. So it always comes back and then you realize, oh man, I love them, because they were raised by people who were raised by people who didn't have electricity. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Mindsurfer dude? But think about it, your parents, or your grandparents, I don't know how old you are, but like my parents, their parents, so my grandparents, my grandmother didn't have electricity when she grew up. And I don't think my grandfather, anyways, it's just the fucking way it was in the 1920s, out in the farm, not in the city. And then you say, well, they all had electricity, fine. 
than our great-grandparents. So our grandparents were raised by people who had no electricity, no telephones, no communication, who fucking traveled across an ocean, puking and dying and fucking like eating rats and fucking getting on a boat and then colonizing shit and probably murdering natives. Or they were the natives and then they were fucking murdered and attacked and or merged and became part of the colonies and thrived and became unified. Because not everything's negative of every story. And at the end of the day, it fucking happened and there's nothing you can do about it. But we can talk about it, not ignore it, acknowledge it, respect it, show it existed. But then we all have to take a step forward altogether. It's not about shutting people down. Now the problem comes in so many factors that it can't even be discussed at this moment, but it's just to be recognized. There's no blaming anymore. Unless I guess someone's caught red-handed. Like if you've got your hand in the cookie jar and they painted it red and then you pull it out and then someone looks at you and you have red fingers. Is that the analogy of red-handed? I'm guessing not, but let's just say that's what it was. So you're red-fingered and you had your fingers in the jar and now the fingers come out in the red and you're like, fuck fingers, you're red and I'm caught. So that means you gotta, you know, there's a repercussion. That's why there's social constructs, right? I don't know, we're not really taught about this. Really, we're not taught about this. We haven't been asked if we wanna do it this way. Like who here, any of you, if anyone has been asked by the system to see how you'd like it constructed, please drop a line, because I'd love to know what's the phone number. Is it like the Simpsons where it's 912 for emergencies? I don't know. Again, it's not blaming, but we need to recognize we've been placed in the system that all of a sudden it's like, well, we've all agreed to it. And we're all looking around like, well, who? Who agreed to this? Because I came shooting out of a human being, and here I am, how you doing? And apparently all of you came out of these human beings all slimy and greasy. And then you grow up. And then we look around, it's like, yeah, that's what's going on, right? Yeah, that is what's going on. It's like, what? The fuck you guys? I'm like, I'm going to go stand over there because whatever the fucking shit you're concocting, I don't want to fucking be part of. Now, of course, it's nice to make money for a while, but it's the getting caught part. Like, there's a lot of people who've done a lot of shady shit, and I'm talking about a lot of various shit. And they're getting nervous. And I'm not here to talk about anything that's like, well, that's not real, that's real. I don't know. But the people know it's real or not. Any victim who comes forward and it's not real, you're not helping the cause. You're being like a Karen. Like, what the fuck? Like, you're screwing up everything that's moving forward. There are some actions that it's like, hey, wait, uh, can we all just stop and raise our hands and just be like, excuse me, um, why are we choosing to do this? What, what is our motivation? What is the goal of the end result? Do we have any, any no, we're just, gonna, we're just gonna keep watching the game. So the game's on and uh, we're not gonna, that issue's not important. Go team, yeah, give me a beer. Shiba, what's up? You wanna watch the game? Well, later, oh. Oh, it's supper time? I didn't even know it was supper time. I guess we're gonna have to edit this part out. Hi, Sheba. She's so patient. Right, Sheba? So Sheba's a rescue cat from the jungle. She's two years old. When we found her, we thought she was a few months old. She started bleeding on the floor, and I was like, what the fuck? So I took her to the vet. Turns out ultrasound. She was having a miscarriage. She lost all her babies. We got her fixed, and... She was really shy. She's got an Instagram account called Sheba Jungle Princess or Sheba Jungle Kitty. Oh my, I should know this. Sheba Jungle Kitty. And you can see what she looked like at the beginning. She was so tiny. Now she's being spoiled. She's licking the food off of her spoon. And why do I do that? Because you know, that was the favorite part of the day. If grandma was making any type of dessert, who didn't love licking the spoon? The best. So I'm like, well, she's a cat. I'd be happy if I was a cat to lick my cat food, the wet food off of the spoon. So it's become a thing, it's what we do. That tangent went too far and I get it. If you can't do anything, what's the point? Let's just fucking watch sports, play video games, surf the internet, buy stuff. It's just easier, it is easier, it's more fun. It's not about blaming. It's about what else do you want to do? Like, what am I supposed to fucking do? I'm not going out and fucking causing a revolution. Who the fuck wants that? Who wants to burn down their city? There's no reason 
We have everything that's beautiful. Why would we torch it down? That's not what the problem is. The problem is just a few kinks in the system. To think that burning down every building is a solution is just very weird and strange. And the thought and idea of even talking about that is even weirder. Why would people even suggest doing that? It's like they want people to do that and say, see, see, they did it. We, we said it would happen and it happened. Well, then why are you saying that is gonna happen? Why don't you say the people who have questions are approaching with a well-written plan and they're gonna sit down with an official and review the plan? Oh, because they might be put in a position to not do what's best for a few people with a lot of money. Oh, that's why. Oh, that's, that's just a conspiracy theory. That's all bullshit. Like, you can't actually believe what the mind surfer dude's saying because that's just a conspiracy. That doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. There comes a time where we have to recognize. Right, Shiba? Go to sleep, Shiba. You had a good supper? Good. There comes a time when we have to recognize our role in our day-to-day -day life. Because this isn't about creating a riot, destroying things, getting mad, berating people who think differently, getting upset at people who question stuff because it was comfortable to believe that what you were told was true and good. Of course it's difficult to even question that. That means that everything that you believed was maybe a lie. And I'm sorry to say, but yeah, it kind of was. There's so much more going on. And we need to just be aware that we have way more control than what we think. What we want can come true. Here's the crazier part. When you recognize what you actually want versus what you think you want, it's so realistic and so simple. It's embarrassing. And then we're like, holy fuck, this can't be true. This can't be real. Because right now, as I record this, you don't know me. There's a good chance you don't know this guy's name. And if you do, there's a good chance we've had a couple of cocktails or two. Because I was a semi-professional drinker for a long time. And I was good at it. Damn, I was good. And when you start talking about mindfulness and being aware, especially as a guy, he's like, yes, we've been lied to a lot. And not in a mischievous way. It's not like your parents did it on purpose. They were just raised by people, raised by people who didn't have electricity. And so what was passed on from there to now, and from there to then to then to now, that's when we recognize, oh shit, that's not their fault. I know it's not their fault. The hardest part is when they don't see it yet and you know these people around you and you love them and you want to help, but the comfort of knowing what they know is too comfortable. And you know, there comes an age where you just don't want to fucking do anything else. It's like, come on, I did everything I was supposed to do. Just fuck off, I want to retire now. It's like, okay, do whatever you want. Do what you want to do. You may be 30 and be like, fuck off, I want to retire. I made a fuck ton of money. Don't you dare try to fucking take it from me because it sounds like that's what you want to do. At no point am I saying that. But if you fucking built a Ponzi scheme and fucked a bunch of people, uh, yeah, you should be giving that fucking money back. Oh, you just don't like rich people. I don't like asshole rich people who fuck people illegally, but then somehow skew the rules so then it's legal. My voice just go up. It did. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. The mystery solved. We just gotta look at ourselves. Where's the mask? Oh shit, it's me. Mind Surfer Radio is the walking and listening podcast. Pins and needles, right? Heart and stomach. That's what it's all about. It sucks hearing some of this shit sometimes. It does, but it's not to blame anyone. It's not to be like, this is your fault. There's none of that. Because when you reach the point of how blessed you are, or how lucky or privileged or grateful or all of it, and you change your attitude from being selfish to selfless. And when you recognize that selfless doesn't mean being a doormat and being taken advantage of, and believing all the bullshit lies that sleazy, slimy, shape-shifting fucktards do to manipulate people, and I talk about them in other episodes, but it's crazy how they keep coming up. It's incredible. And be aware of these people. They disguise themselves as people who love other people. I love everyone, man. But when you recognize they don't have other friends and you seem to be the only friend, you better put your guard up and ask why. 
And when you start seeing all the good people around and you start being part of the community and you grow and you help and you see how connected we are. And when people start seeing the synchronicities and see each other and go, we didn't meet by accident. It's like, no, I do this, I do this. Are you fucking kidding me? Can we go for coffee tomorrow? Let's chat, boom, done, beautiful. Imagine being able to be around the people who hurt you, even hurt you really bad, and just see them with love and appreciation. And know that no matter what you do, they're still gonna walk like eggshells around because they have to own up to the shit they did. And when they slowly come to the realization that they need to forgive themselves, let alone forgive anyone else, because it doesn't matter. Because to forgive others is meaningless, truly. Like once you've, once you've forgiven people in your own mind, it doesn't matter if they say sorry or not. It doesn't matter. Who cares? And so then when the person says sorry and the person's like, yeah, whatever, like, and then the other person gets offended, how dare, like, you know, I said sorry and they could have at least written a card, maybe wrote, wrote a poem, sing a song, play the harp. Like, I went out of my way to say sorry and they didn't fucking do anything. Oh, fuck them. You know what? Those ungrateful fucking, I'm not sorry. I take my sorry back. It would only be funny if we know that that didn't actually get said or didn't happen, maybe not verbatim, but you know what I'm saying. Once you've had your moment of waking up and recognizing it just doesn't matter, none of it fucking matters. And if people wanna act a certain way around you and treat you a certain way, it's your time to just step back and say, yeah, you know what guys, and love you, fucking love you, but uh, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. I gotta do what I gotta do, and I'll see you when I see you, and there's no animosity or hate, I love you, I forgive you, but don't even say it. It's not even worth saying it anymore. You've probably already said it a hundred times. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Who cares? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. It's not about being sorry. It's about forgiving yourself, forgiving them. And here, just watch out. If you go up to someone who you guys don't have a good relationship and you just walk straight up to them and say, you know, I forgive you. There's a good chance you might get punched in the face because it's a really condescending comment, possibly. The forgiveness has to happen within your own heart and soul and it has to be within your own mind. You can't be doing it out loud in hopes that everyone's happy and glorified and then post it on Twitter talk and then you're like, yeah, woo! I said sorry, but it's like, yeah, but it was all fake and bullshit and they read through you and nothing's changed. Yeah, but I know everything. Anything you tell me is wrong. I know everything and everything I do is perfect. Don't dare try to tell me anything different because I burst my bubble. It's like, yeah, but dude, you still have six more bubbles to burst. So when you get to this point where you think you can't learn anymore, oh yeah, that's a fucking indicator. There's another bubble. Bubble, bubble, bubble. We talked about this last episode or fucking, I don't know which episode because I don't know what fucking order. I've just recorded like a fuck ton of these things and I love it. I'm enjoying it. But like I said, I don't have a fucking editor yet working on it. I think I do now. Woo, that went quickly. That escalated quickly. You know, Brick, you nearly killed a man. I know, right? Oh, you did. You did kill a man. You put a pitchfork right through him. Anchorman, crazy, like such, oh, such a great movie just because, you know, silly. I like silliness sometimes, completely ridiculous. Life is ridiculous. Once we start recognizing and how playful it is and how awesome it is and really what's beyond the bullshit we think is important because we think we have a near death and then it's like, oh, I know everything now. I've seen it. And it's like, uh, yeah, but there's actually a few other parts to it. And then you may have a financial collapse and there's another bubble burst. It's like, fuck, I was secure. Everything was perfect. How dare they do this? Oh, ego's back. How dare you do this to me? I had all the money I needed and now you just screwed me. And on and on. And so you have these bubbles you gotta burst and they keep bursting until you recognize I don't need any of this shit. So you want us all to be living off the land with nothing? No. Have money, do what you want, but just recognize whatever you need to recognize. Well, that's really vague, Mind Surfer. It is. It's super fucking vague. And I think that's a great way to end it. Just on super vague annoyingness that has no resolution, but maybe creates and generates a comment section. I don't know. Am I going to read them? I need to hire someone for that. Maybe we'll see. Pins and needles, brain and heart. I hope you're walking. I hope you've been motivated to just go out, brave the cold, brave the heat, brave whatever you need to brave. Feel good. Know that you're making a difference in your life by doing that. By you changing the habit of just going out for one hour, three times a week, walking. We've already made the calculations. It's like what? Three, nine, so let's say 10, 40, times 12. So what are we looking at? 
nearly 500 hours of walking-ish, nearly. That's fucking cool. Like, how awesome is that? And maybe I pissed you off a bit. Maybe you giggled a bit. Maybe you're like, oh my God, this guy's fucking insane. Who the fuck's this guy? And his voice keeps going all crackly. Oh no, here he comes, Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Are you kidding me? Ugh. <laughs> uh, all 18 of you are going to be laughing at that part. I love you. I want to thank you. Thank you for being part of this journey. I want to thank all the people who I've met recently, and you know who you are, and I have a feeling you'll be listening, because you guys have been so fucking supportive so far. You guys have given me some fucking life lessons of just awesomeness and amazingness, and it reminds me of the good days of when my youth was just a wonder and joy and full of love, and I feel like I found you guys like a lost family, and we're just there helping each other. There is no putting each other down. There's no shitting on each other. Obviously, we still make fun of some stuff because that's just what we do. Because for every eight or nine compliments, you gotta throw a little jab in. That's what keeps things fun. It's just that when eight or nine goods to one bad turn into, you know, five or six good and four or five bad and then one or two good and then eight or nine bad, then it's just bad. And it's like, really? That's, that's humorous? That's, who's that funny for? Just a perspective. It's a way to look at things. Big hugs to ya. Mind surf, go catch a mind wave, figure out what you're trying to work on, visualize it, hit it, because when you fucking truly put the energy behind some of these meditations and visions, you're gonna make shit happen. Because as you start doing it, you're gonna be like, oh wait, this is how I would do it. This is how I would do it. And yes, the final result may be far, but then as you break it down in reverse, you're like, huh, yeah, this is actually fucking feasible. Excellente, motherfucker. I am so fucking stoked. I'm stoked.